We look forward to seeing you at Two Days of Truth being presented by Beyond Labels. It's our fourth annual Two Days of Truth Summit. This year's theme is Detox is for Everybody. We're bombarded by everything from chemtrails to EMFs to pesticides, herbicides, even uh, toxic people. We're going to deal with all of these aspects at the Two Days of Truth Summit coming up. Sina, give us the final information. I'm really excited about this summit. I think this is going to be our best one yet. It's June 14th and 15th at Polyface Farm. We have some fantastic speakers like Sayer G, the founder of Green Med Info, uh, Dr. Leland Stillman, who's been featured by Wise Traditions lately, Hilda Labrada-Gore, affectionately known as Holistic Hilda, you and me, of course, we also have, for the first time ever, a kids and teens program. So now the adults can enjoy the adult side while they know that their kids and their teens are having fun while also being educated by Joel, myself, and Hilda. It's going to be a blast. And this year, what we're going to do is we're going to actually teach you ancient and modern techniques for how to detoxify the body, mind, and spirit. And we're going to help you put together a personalized plan like an action plan that you can take home and start. As soon as you arrive home, you can implement this action plan and start your detoxing. You know, listen, folks, Polyface is only eight hours from half of the U.S. population. Take a long weekend, come join us, and uh, you'll rub shoulders with other like-minded people, find our tribe, and be encouraged. It's a lonely place out there lots of times, especially if you're a bit of a maverick. So come and spend time with other mavericks and get encouraged, inspired, and enthused about living a more healthy life. So I love the topic for this year, detoxification. It is one of the most important topics that we could ever address at our health summit. Because as Joel mentioned, everyone, every single person needs to know how to detoxify their body, mind, and spirit in order to achieve optimal health and wellness. The security is the is the number one factor on these farms. So imagine, imagine, Cena, if you couldn't leave your house uh, because if you left your house, it would be burned down by 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 neighbors who lived, you know, half a mile away. Uh, that they that they would come and burn your house down. You couldn't leave your pets; uh, they would be shot. Uh, you couldn't leave your animals. You couldn't leave your your garden; it would be pulled up. You couldn't leave uh, uh, you couldn't leave a hay field because it would be burned. Uh, you couldn't build a fence because the fence post would be pulled up. You couldn't build a fence because it would be torn down and the, and the wire cut. So that's what these Israeli farmers are facing. And so as a result, they barn keep. Here's what I'm headed now to the agriculture. So they, because of security, they they have their hub where they live. They've got their equipment and they've got their mainly sheep. Uh, so the progression is sheep, sheep allow you to kind of, you know, occupy a place, a, a big place easily. And then the next step is vineyard. And the next step is, is civil, is, is a civilization is, is city, you know, businesses and things like that. So there's kind of a, kind of a step uh, progression. First is, is kind of, let's have the animals out there uh, established that, you know, we're using this for grazing and then the vineyard and then, and then uh, um, uh, additional, actual people living there so so what they've done is for security they've they've brought all their animals and stuff and they only they only take them out to graze you know maybe five six hours a day and they can't leave them they stay with them 
and then they bring them back into barns. And so the the, the sheep, and you know, there were some large flocks, you know, uh, 400, 500 sheep. I mean, these uh, these were not little, you know, little backyard operations. Um, all the farms I was on were, were pretty good sized operations uh, because they're trying to hold on to, you know, th these larger parcels of land, which are, are as desolate as anything you can ever imagine. I mean, you can't drive on them. It's just rocks. It's just it's just uh, piles of rocks. The soil has long ago eroded. I mean, you know, um, and and you, you can't you can't drive over it. Uh, you can hardly walk over it. Uh, the animals can navigate it fairly well, uh, but it's 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 a very very desolate uh, situation. And so these farmers, for security, they bring their sheep all into the in, into barns, um, and and there, there's no trees. I mean, there's no trees, so there's no carbon, and so they're in these barns with no bedding, just manure. And so get this, Cena. Here was one of the biggest aha moments when I realized none of these farmers allows their lambs to nurse their mothers. That lamb is born. And immediately that lamb goes to a nursery. The reason is because if they leave the lambs on their mothers, the, the conditions in the barns are so filthy that the lambs will die because it's so unsanitary. So so the so the lambs never get to your, to nurse the ewes, and the farmers buy milk replacer. They basically buy <laughs> you know lamb formula, okay. Um and I don't know of any other place on earth where lambs are not allowed to nurse their mothers. I mean, that's one of the primary things of mammals, right? Is, 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 uh, milk, milk production. And so, uh, and so the lambs go to a nursery, they get fed a milk replacer, just a, a basically lamb formula. And then the lambs go into, um, into a, a feedlot. Uh, on grain, they don't get grass. Uh, they get they get grain, and uh, it's all about grow it faster. Um, uh, you know, uh, generate more lambs per you. I mean, I talked to one farmer that had a forty percent mortality rate. Forty percent mortality rate. That's I mean, that's just I've never heard of that in the in the world. And and so uh, so all of this, all of this, you know the the um, the blame, the blame for all of this, of course, is on security. You know, we, we, we've got to secure, secure things. So, so throughout the week, you know, my, uh, my prayer as I went was help me to help me to be a quick study here, you know, help me to be able to see, because I'm very sensitive about, I'm from the West and I'm here to help you. You know, I, I'm very sensitive about that. I mean, a lot, a lot of, of horrible things have been done in the name of, you know, foreign development, foreign aid, and I'm from the West and I'm here to help you. So I'm very sensitive about that. So I'm saying, how can I, um, I, I mean, I know that if they, that if they do the uh, mob stalking herbivorous, you know, control thing, um, that, that, that they'll, that they'll do well, but you know, how do you, how do you tell them to put up a fence when, when the you know when the 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 Arabs next door are going to come and tear it down, how do you tell them to lead, to put their lambs out? So what what what's happened is I didn't meet a single farmer that was profitable. 
they because they buy all their grain. You know, Israel's not a grain producing area, so they buy all their grain from Ukraine, from Russia, from Uzbekistan. Well, guess what's happened to that? So suddenly their grain prices have tripled, their milk replacer prices have tripled, hay prices have tripled, fuel fuel costs are through the roof, and uh, and so they're all they're all suffering from the vulnerability of having to you know bring in you know being completely dependent on off farm off farm inputs and so uh i i i i had a couple of uh things that i was able to i think punch through with them and and i mean i i met farmers that were that 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 pushed back pretty quickly on any of my ideas and i and several of them were totally eager to to start but but how and so here's what i want to uh, leave i think with our our listeners today kind of the breakthrough came the, the last farm i was on um I, I i was standing there looking at this you know 2000 acres of desolation out here there's no trees nothing but rocks um uh and 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 uh, and terrorist neighbors next door uh what am i supposed to tell this guy he's eager to start he wants to, he, he he understands how moving the animals around uh would be helpful and it struck me what he needs is an experiment he he needs an experiment that's doable and so i i told him i said look we're right here at the hub just just take 20 or 30 acres right here and, and, and put your fence up. They they can put fence up. They they can absolutely do that. Uh, actually their T metal T posts are cheaper than wood. And so uh, they, they can put that up. And I said, just make two or three paddocks, continue doing what you're doing, but use these two or three paddocks in your, you know, in, in your, uh, your controlled grazing. And, um, and, and experiment do a little prototype right here by your hub you don't have to worry about them being stolen or shot and you can and you can try to you know uh uh, uh do an experiment to build your confidence and see what it'll be and maybe it'll take a couple three years but once you see the benefits you'll be ready to say okay let's let's launch this my my bottom line for all these guys was that if they took if they took all the money they spent on hay fuel the losses on lamb mortality, the cost of milk replacer, exorbitant veterinary bills, wormers, grubicides, parasiticides, uh, all, all of those costs, if they took those and offset them with security out in the field, let the flock be in the field, let the flock be on the pasture, and okay, so you've got a higher security, you know, somebody that spends the night with them. Uh, that's fine. All right. All you need is a human presence. Um, and, and, and if you took all of those costs and eliminated those and hired security instead, you'd be way farther along, but that was such a big leap. You know, I could see it. I could appreciate it, but I also could, I also felt completely intimidated standing there with them, looking at this, these, these, you know, thousands of acres of desolation. Um, I, I I was intimidated, you know, by by, by that kind of prospect. So, uh, small prototype experiments are really, really uh, a, a way to try something new. If if you're wanting to make a big change in your life, 
Don't jump off the cliff. Start with baby steps and do it and do it with small experiments. And Cena, I think that goes right along. Uh, I don't know why it took me the last farm to finally put that together in my head. I was so concentrating and my heart was so burdened for, for the need. I, I could see where they needed to go, but how do you get there? Well, you get there with baby steps. You get there with experiments. And that's that's what we've told people in, in, in this podcast and in the book Beyond Labels is, of course, it's intimidating. If you've been eating at McDonald's and having squeezable cheese and, and, and sending Lunchables with your kids to school, what we describe here is 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 like looking at desolation, uh, thousands of acres. And so uh, and so you don't have you didn't get here overnight and you won't get out of it overnight and you don't need to. All you need to do is take a baby step toward something positive to build your own confidence and 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 speak to your own heart. Yes, I am affirmed. I'm affirmed in this d- direction and I'm going to continue moving in this direction.